the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's oftentimes I hear from people things like, oh, that temptation. Nobody has had to endure what I had to endure in that temptation. And they use that as a mental justification for failing the test. What Paul says here is that there is no temptation that is exceptional. And that's not a valid excuse. That whatever temptation any of us have gone through, many others have gone through as well. Learning to be wary of overconfidence. Hi. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse. As Pastor Leighton Sheely continues our journey through 1 Corinthians, we're in chapter 10 today, looking at the dangers of overconfidence. We invite you to spend a few minutes with us as we grow in Christ, understanding the humble road we've been placed upon. Here's Pastor Leighton and today's program. The main temple in Corinth was the temple of Aphrodite, the goddess of love, which employed more than 1,000 temple prostitutes. Now, many of the Corinthian believers had come from this background and continued to be enticed by its practice. Sexual misconduct was evident among the Corinthian believers because Paul had to reprimand the church for tolerating a man who refused to repent and continued having relations with his wife's father. Paul said that this situation was not even common among the pagans, and he reprimanded that church for their open-minded inclusiveness. Remember that Paul said, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. Paul exercised self-discipline. And when we do not exercise self-discipline, one of the typical results is sexual immorality. Verse 9, Nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites. A third major sin these Corinthians were in danger of was tempting or trying or testing God. The event that the Paul, Paul references here is recorded in Numbers chapter 21. So then the people of Israel set out from Mount Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with the long journey, and they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? They complained. There's nothing to eat here and nothing to drink, and we hate this horrible manna. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. By the way, Jesus references this particular event just two verses before John 3.16 in John 3.14. So God had provided manna to eat and water to drink, but the people were not satisfied. They wanted more variety. They wanted more spice. They complained and they complained and they 
tried God's patience. They had no concern for pleasing God. They were only interested in pleasing themselves. They didn't want to serve God. They wanted God to serve them. And many of the Corinthians were also pushing their limits to see how much they could get out of God and how much they could indulge themselves. And that still happens today among Christians. Some people say, well, we're living in the age of grace. We're free and God is forgiving. We can't lose our salvation, so why not get everything that this world has to offer? Verse 10. And don't grumble, as some of them did, and then were destroyed by the angel of death. So the fourth sin is grumbling or complaining against God. And the incidents that Paul is referencing here is found in Numbers chapter 16. But on the next day, all of the congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. And when the congregation had assembled against Moses and against Aaron, they turned towards the tent of meeting. And behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from the midst of this congregation, that I might consume them in a moment. And God sent a plague And Moses sent Aaron to stand in behalf of the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700. Murmuring or grumbling is dissatisfaction with God's sovereign will for our lives or the lives of others. It is questioning God's wisdom his grace, his goodness, his love, and his righteousness. Paul said that he had learned to be content in whatsoever circumstances he might find himself. And we know that not all of those circumstances were comfortable. In fact, the church has been blessed through the centuries because on some occasions the letters that he wrote that have blessed us were written in prison and other places where Paul was not comfortable. I've learned to be content in whatsoever circumstance I might be. Verse 11. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. Now, the end of the age is a reference to the time period between the first advent of Christ and his second coming. And by the way, aren't you glad that God hasn't chosen to make an example out of you. And I'm glad that God has chosen not to make an example out of me. Verse 12. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The central theme of this passage. Verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. You know, there's oftentimes I hear from people things like, oh, that temptation... Nobody has had to endure what I had to endure in that temptation. And they use that as a mental justification for failing the test. What Paul says here is that there is no temptation that is exceptional. And that's not a valid excuse. That whatever temptation any of us have gone through, many others have gone through as well. The basic meaning of temptation, by the way, parasmos, is simply to test And it doesn't mean uh, either to a a, a positive thing or a negative thing. That's determined by our response. The Bible uses the same term 
in both ways. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Sometimes I've heard people who have fallen into temptation say things like, that was just more than I could stand. It was more than I could bear. Well, the Bible says there's no such thing. That God will protect you from any temptation that you cannot bear. And if we think that we have failed a test because God has let us down, then we're really accusing God of being unfaithful. Paul says, and God is faithful. And he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. God always provides a way out of temptation. But sometimes we choose to ignore it. And so we have these four warnings from the Apostle Paul. A warning against idolatry, against fornication, against testing or trying God, and against grumbling. He then continues in chapter 10 to clarify that at no time should any believer participate in worship to idols. And then he wraps up this chapter with an answer to the question that, was, that he began in chapter 8 about eating meat offered to idols. So his answer spans chapters 8, 9, and 10 and provides us rich instruction for handling our liberties. Paul wrote, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful to us. All things are lawful, but not all things build up, build up others. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you're disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informs you and for the sake of conscience. Now, I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I gave thanks? So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many. Why? That they may be saved. The Corinthians had made an idol out of the exercise of their liberty. A number of years back, I had the opportunity to visit Thailand, a nation that is filled with idols to Buddha. They were every place. They were even on the dashboard of the vehicle that, that took us from place to place. And you know, as American Christians, we can think of idols as something made of stick, of wood, or stone. And something that we see in a foreign country. But actually, Americans are worshipers too. 
Americans worship things like sports or sports teams or athletes or their sex life or their body or their stomach or their income or their job or their prestige or their house or their car or their clothing or something else. And we don't see idols because they're not made of wood or of stone, but they're still idols. Idols are things that are important to us, things that we value, things that compete for our attention and affection towards God. Well, you get a definition like that, and certainly that strips away any idol that we might think of as wood or stone. And it really does open the door, doesn't it? Our hope and prayer that as that door is opened, you begin to realize just how desperately we are in need of Christ and His grace to overcome the overconfidence that these idols promote in our lives. Questions about today's program, Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, where we meet, service times. It's all found on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We found in the Lord's house this Lord's Day. We'll see you Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.